0: Welcome to On The Edge, Brains. How are you? You're at the spot, your favorite podcast, the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. And today we have Sharitha Mallet. And I'm so happy to have her. Uh, she's a beautiful woman, originally from India. We are going to cover everything from soup to nuts. She's going to share with us her mission. Uh, she is a transformational life coach. A blogger, an author, a podcaster, uh, works in the health field, married to a physician, and has a son that is a surgeon. Now, let me tell you, is that going deep or what? Is he a surgeon, your son?
1: My son's a surgeon. My daughter's an actor and and a trained opera singer.
0: Wow. Look at that. All that talent. (laughs) All that talent. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about the culture, the Indian culture, and arranged marriages but also her purpose, what has been revealed to her about a chant that she wants us all to participate in. Uh, And we're going to go into that and a whole lot more. let's welcome her to the show. How are you, Sri?
1: Thank you so much, April. It's such a pleasure to be here. Really honored.
0: Well, thank thank you. Uh, I'm so glad you came on my show. I just was watching you and you did an amazing job on your podcast. Brains are going to get all that information as well tell us how you showed up in this space in this place doing what you're doing right now
1: it's it's been um not sure where to start uh but it's it's been a long a a lifelong journey of wanting to be seen more wanting to be heard more wanting to make an impact um and uh the way life worked out um this was the time when uh, I got into a space where I was able to this is talking about the podcast I was able to create this podcast called this is your time to shine I uh, started um, preparing to be a coach sometime around I mean formally preparing to be a coach sometime around 2015 or 2016. Um, But really, I think all my life has been about learning to be a coach and learning to be somebody who supports other human beings, who sees their value and worth even when they are not able to to see it themselves. So that's been a skill that I've had uh, throughout my life. And it just seemed like the right time to to hone it and and bring it forth. Can I say this
0: respectfully, the question yep. I'm going to ask, but also with curiosity. You come from a culture in a country where women's voices are suppressed. Not all. I mean, you know, it's it's evolved now. Um, but it is more of a, of a submissiveness. Is that... Uh, what you're doing now, is that a way to elevate that voice, uh, to be a, a voice for the voiceless or for women or for children? Is this giving you power?
1: I d- definitely. I do want to push back a little bit on, on, on the on the idea that, that women in India don't have a voice just because it's, it's a fairly stereotypical image. Okay. I come from a, a community which is matriarchal. Right. Mm-hmm. So actually, my last name should not be Maleth. It should be the which would be Maleth is my husband's mother's name. Okay. So we, we, we in our community, we carried um, the name through the mother's line, not the father's line. Okay. Um, and the, the there's a lot of cultural background that goes into that. But I, I, I want to tell you a, a little story <laughs> uh about this because um i remember uh, we were you know we've traveled the world i've lived in three continents uh and this happened in preston uh, lancashire england i was pregnant with my daughter my son was in first grade and it just so happened that um my my memory is that he wanted my little pony lunchbox
0: mm. and
1: he that to school and um the teacher pulled me aside a, f- a few days later and said your son shouldn't be bringing this lunchbox to school uh, and i said why and he's and she said because it's a girl's lunchbox it's not a boy's lunchbox and he's being uh, teased and you know he'll be bullied and i just blew up i mean i i <laughs> said what are you talking about this is supposed to be the west right this is supposed to be the west where women and men are equal. And there is no such thing as the women's colors, men's colors and and you all talk about us as we don't have a voice. But here you are, you are the person who should be telling the children, this is not the way to to treat a kid just because he's brought a, a lunchbox to school. She didn't know what hit her. I mean, first of all, she wouldn't have expected an immigrant woman to be to have that kind of a voice and to speak up to her give it i mean we did end up buying him a transformer's lunchbox because he, in the end he said he did want one but the, the idea that that it's you know all of this just to say that women have been suppressed all over the world right and this idea of um discrimination this is what women should do this is what boys should do this is how i think it's actually there are certain ways in which it is much more prevalent in these in the societies here in the west it, you know just i'm just it's i'm well, sorry no, i don't mean to be aggressive we, about it just I the mean, fact we, that that's, that's yeah.
0: what we do on the edge we <laughs> can, we can we can agree to disagree <laughs> and not be disagreeable because I want you to yeah. be strong. But what I need to interject yeah. Yeah. is that things have changed considerably here in the West because now you look at children. yeah, They don't even want the, the next generation, you know, Z yeah. and A. They don't even want to be uh, associated with the gender. They're non-binary. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the world is opening up, but it is different. And we are going through this portal. We are going through 5G. We are going through a whole evolutionary, revolutionary energy shift. So yeah. allow us some grace to catch yeah. up. No. <laughs> because, yeah, because again, it's ignorance. As far as I have never uh, immersed myself that deeply in the culture, but as a Black woman in yeah. America, you know, I understand what oppression and suppression means. Yes, it's different for each person. So that's why I like to ask these questions. But yeah. and I want you to be the you know subject matter. Yeah, expert. and and
1: and I yeah, and and I don't want to pretend that there is no suppression. I, there is absolutely there there are a lot of issues with misogyny, and uh, suppression of women's voices. I sometimes I like to say that the, you know in. Uh, a part of my family, my husband's family. Um, women don't even know that they can dream. They don't even know that they they can think of a life beyond that. Beyond one that is prescribed for them. Right. So this is what they do. This is these are the professions that they can choose. This is how they behave. This is what it's changing now again with the younger generation, it's it's changed a lot, you know, girls are going out living by themselves, they're pursuing their professions. But there was until even my generation, and I would say th- there were women who dared not raise their voice.
0: Right. And a lot of arranged marriage. You know, there there is still a lot of arranged marriage and yeah, but the
1: the way yeah, so mine was an arranged marriage, Uh, I saw my husband for about 15 minutes. uh, And then I got married to him a, a month later. But we also match horoscopes. So, so we match horoscopes, the horoscope said that this is a marriage that is meant to happen. My father asked me uh, my mother had died just a year before that, uh, and and so my father asked me, "What do you think? Do you are you okay with getting married to this person?" And if I had said no, there is no way that marriage would go forward. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So, so in my case, in 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 many in many families, there is the the arrangement is that the parents bring the people together and we do all of this, you know, for us, particularly in South India, it's uh, horoscope matching is extremely important. You don't see each other until you know that the horoscopes have matched.
0: Wow. And, that, and that's, then, that's very, that's very um, intuitive and, in, and insightful because you're going beyond the superficial, you're going to the supernatural, yeah. you know, but I mean, there's other things that I don't know. Like, I don't know how that aligns with, and and forgive me if I'm wrong, there's a large um, uh, Hindu as well as Muslim culture. Mm -hmm. So all of this is indoctrinated in us from the onset. And just to roll back to something that you said, is when children are born, it is scientifically proven that they can have two Ys and an X or two X and a Y. So they can be born transgender. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can be, uh, you know, homosexual or, you know, uh, at at the time of birth. But we also, as a society, dictate what that norm should look like. When a boy comes out, he needs to wear blue. Uh, He needs to play with the truck. He can't cry. He does this. When there's a girl, she needs to wear pink. She needs to wear a dress. She needs to be feminine. She needs to be suppressed. So, That is all changing now. Mm -hmm. And parents, yes, it's an adjustment. And yes, there are certain things that we want Mm -hmm. from our children because we are trying to relive our lives vicariously through them. You know, so we want grandchildren and we want the picket fence and all that. They don't want that. They want to work from a device. They want a smartphone. They don't want to be attached to a big house and, you know, all these other things. So we are evolving, but it, it's going to take time. Yeah. It is definitely yeah. going to take time. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you are doing a lot of work in a lot of different spaces. Um, yeah. With women, you know, you had made a comment in your last uh, podcast that I viewed about addiction or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah drinking yeah people think because you can go to the liquor store well now you can go to the dispensary here in california and get marijuana and soon to get uh magical mushrooms that there's nothing wrong with that and they don't see the challenges that they um that they face some are doing it socially but some are self-medicating what do you say to the woman that's in you know that's in a struggle and really doesn't realize it or does realize it and doesn't know how to pump the brakes.
1: And and I think this, uh, I would highly recommend this is, uh, you know, I, she doesn't even know that I'm promoting her book. Uh, my daughter suggested uh, I read it. It's a book called Quit Like a Woman. Quit Like a Woman. Quit, quit Like a Woman. Okay. I think uh, the author is Holly Whitaker, I think. And it's a fascinating um, book uh, because she she goes into. um, How addiction treatment should be different for women versus men, so so that's one one part of it, the the what I was talking about in that in that uh, Facebook live that I did with uh, with Laura was. There is. A way in which alcohol, which is actually the the deadliest drug on Earth, it kills, I think, about three million people uh, a year. Oh. Um, opioids, I think, kill a tenth of that. But but because of the power of the alcohol lobby, right, the, the there has been this. It, Lobbies are very powerful, um, oh, boy, and and boy. advertising is very powerful, and and so in this book she talks about how you know cigarette smoking was promoted, and how the 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 doyen of public relations approached Hollywood and talked about how you can use cigarettes instead of dialogue to right. show somebody's rhetoric. nervous. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know? I, I was I was digging that when you were saying that the yeah. the intensity of, of a cigarette, you know, you just know that when someone lights it, oh, it's you know yeah. Yeah. anxiety, their stress, yeah. whatever. Or when they go to pour alcohol that yeah a, a calming or a ner- uh, uh or yeah, get courage from it. Yeah, it, it was Yeah,
1: and and it's 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 we don't even know how how subtly we're being influenced by mm-hmm. that food and and so that
0: I'm I'm sorry I'm triggered by food I'm you know trying to watch my diet and every commercial in the burger or something (laughs) that appears to be mouth-watering and you know that that's not within your plan but again it it creates those endorphins it makes you happy it's it's like it's a trigger
1: yeah it's a trigger and and it's it's one of the things she talks about is that Women have been told forever that they're not enough, right? That they don't—they have been made to feel powerless forever. So when you go into a program like uh, AA, and where you're where you're relinquishing power and you're saying, "I don't have power over this," that that is—that doesn't—at least it didn't work well for her because it—it just reinforced where she was. She knew she didn't have power, and to then again say. I don't have power didn't work for her, not to say that it hasn't worked for, for a lot of people, but the whole, the, the way the, the the industry works, the way the addiction industry, uh, even, you know, the recovery industry works is all laid out there. And, and it's, it's a fascinating read. I, I love the way she talks about how what we need to learn to do is to mother ourselves, right? To to really hold ourselves and love ourselves and learn to do that. So um, I, I'm, I'm really finding her, I mean, she's probably 20 or 30 years younger than I am.
0: You know? But and again, it's that evolutionary process. Yes. That's where it comes from. It's she yeah. sees, by example, what has not worked. Yeah. And she's innovative and creative and bold enough to say, yeah. you know what, let's try something different because this hasn't worked. But yeah. you also try different modalities. You know, uh, we're going to talk about the chanting, but before yeah. that, you also do tapping, emotional freedom. I do.
1: Tapping. Yes. I, do. I am a trained uh, emotional freedom technique practitioner. I also have, uh, you know, my own practice of meditation. So I, when I'm working with clients, I use meditation and tapping. And visualizations all together to help rewrite our deep, be, deeply held stories and beliefs. Right. So, so we have a lot of stories that that we. So we have experiences in life that start at an early age. So, so Bruce Lipton, for example, talks about how until the age of six we are in a kind of hypnagogic state we are in a kind of hypnotic gaze and we are just absorbing everything um, from from our from our surroundings so any lessons we learn then go go really deep so if the lessons that we are learning then are you're not quite you know, you're not quite good enough you're you know the, the the there are all these limiting things that are uh that we are told and then as as we live because there are those subconscious beliefs we keep repeating those patterns right so what we do with the meditation and tapping is we go back to we we find an a, a, a thing that is bothering you so suppose you for want of a better thing suppose you're an entrepreneur who wants to step up your sales and you find that every time you you set a goal but you never meet it right so we talk about okay when you're when you're trying to to close somebody what is it that you're feeling inside and then we we trace it back to when did you first feel that mm. and what is the story behind that and then we reframe we tap to remove the power of that story and then we tap to reframe that story to make it a more powerful story and then bring that forward so that now that story is not what is dictating your actions so in a certain way you have reprogrammed your subconscious mind to make those beliefs not that powerful it's extremely powerful work it's deep work it's not easy you know people will break down they will cry it will um there may be hesitation because often we don't want to talk about things that happened in childhood we don't want to make it seem as if our parents were bad. And they were not. I mean, most people do the best they can when they They can.
0: And, you know, as we have this conversation over and over again, it's epigenetics. And now we know that it is, uh, you know, it's in our DNA. Yeah. It's, you know, it's in our, uh, what is it? It's gene mapping Mm -hmm. at this point because it's been ingrained. I mean, your grandmother's grandmother. Yeah. She taught what she knew. It yeah. evolved a little bit. It changed a little bit. But the root of who it is, that is your culture. That is your yeah. people. That's what you eat. Yeah, You know, yeah. you are what you eat, be it spiritually, financially, relationships, sexually. All yeah. these things are learned behaviors. So yeah. we have a responsibility as we evolve in the human race and yeah. as women to break that cycle of dysfunction and disease and progress forward and we can't be afraid of that you know i tell people all the time we're all organic we all have an expiration date okay (laughs) we are all going to die yes okay so the best thing that we can do is try to grow in fertile soil yep plant seeds extend our branches and bear fruit Absolutely. That's all we're here for, uh, is to teach and to learn that you can't take all of this stuff with us. You know, you can't take all this dogma or doctrine or any of that, but you can take your soul and your spirit to the next level. Yes. And that is what I believe wholeheartedly that we have a responsibility to do. Before we go any further, can you give us a quick example of emotional freedom technique. I'm a tapper. Okay. So funny. The first time I did it, my husband goes, baby, are you okay? Are you itching? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, but as I get with my guests, I, you know, I didn't know. I know the places that you can, you know, that, that tap, mm-hmm. and, but I didn't know the questions and how you question them, uh, or, or how you open up things and ask things.
1: Yeah. So, so in order to do that, is there something that you would like to work on or? or- weight
0: loss. I, no, 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 no. Okay. I, I, no, I take that back. It's not weight loss because that's going to have to be a whole mind shift. What I want to do is I want to work on consistency. That okay. is it. I want to be consistent with it. It's not that, you know, I, I know what to do, but it's to keep it, keep it going
1: yeah and and we can't do a whole lot in in five or ten minutes but i want you to i want you to say the were i want you to just say this out the sentence first um i am always consistent
0: i am always consistent
1: and what do you feel when you say that powerful okay um i have made plans about I have set goals for me in terms of my diet.
0: I have set goals for me in terms of my diet.
1: But I don't always meet them.
0: But I don't always meet them.
1: What do you feel when you say that? Vulnerable. Where do you feel it? What does vulnerable feel like?
0: Um, soft and mushy. And you
1: feel it here? Yes. Okay. So, um, and I'm assuming that this is not, would you say this is not a good feeling or is it a good feeling?
0: It's not a good feeling. Okay. I, I feel like there's a, a loss of a sense of control. Like I'm, I'm not making a commitment or a promise to myself that I'm being, I'm not. There's I,
1: some way in which I'm not enough. I'm not, right? So so then you we would start tapping here on the Karate chop point, and you would say, even though I feel vulnerable.
0: I feel vulnerable.
1: And I'm feeling this soft and mushiness and in my chest.
0: Soft and mushiness.
1: And it feels like I'm not good enough. It
0: feels like I'm not good enough.
1: I fully and completely love and accept myself.
0: I completely and fully love myself.
1: And I forgive myself.
0: And I forgive myself. For not being
1: consistent.
0: For not being consistent.
1: Top of the head. I'm not consistent always.
0: I'm not consistent always.
1: And when I say that, I feel vulnerable.
0: And when I say this, I feel vulnerable.
1: I feel this soft mushiness in my chest.
0: I feel this soft mushiness in my chest.
1: And it's not a good feeling.
0: It's not a good feeling. But it's okay. But it's okay.
1: I can still love myself.
0: I can still love myself.
1: I can find ways to come overcome this lack of consistency.
0: I can find ways to overcome this lack of consistency.
1: Eyebrow point. I'm not always consistent.
0: I'm not always consistent.
1: I will. F- I can figure out a way to become more consistent.
0: I can figure out a way to become more consistent.
1: I don't have to use this lack of consistency as another way to beat myself up.
0: I don't have to use this lack of consistency to beat myself up.
1: This mushy, soft feeling of vulnerability in my chest
0: this soft, mushy, vulnerability feeling in my chest
1: is not a good feeling.
0: It's not a good feeling.
1: But I'm willing to accept it.
0: But I'm willing to accept it.
1: Side of the eye. Even though, Even though I have this soft, mushy feeling in my chest.
0: I have this soft, mushy feeling in my chest.
1: And I feel vulnerable
0: And I feel vulnerable.
1: Because I have not been consistent with my diet.
0: Because I have not been consistent with my diet.
1: I accept me as I am today.
0: I accept me as I am today.
1: And I will find ways to change it.
0: And I will find ways to change it.
1: Below the eye. I don't have to do it all today.
0: I don't have to do it all today.
1: I can do it one step at a time.
0: I can do it one step at a time.
1: I have done so many other things in my life.
0: I have done so many other things in my life.
1: I can do this.
0: I can do this.
1: I will do this.
0: I will do this. One step at a time. One step at a time.
1: Below your nose. This soft mushy feeling.
0: This soft mushy feeling. I accept it.
1: I accept it. It's a temporary thing.
0: It's a temporary thing.
1: As I learn to become more consistent,
0: as I learn to become more consistent,
1: I will be able to say I am consistent and committed.
0: I will learn to say I am
1: consistent and committed. And I won't have this mushy feeling anymore.
0: And I won't have this mushy feeling anymore
1: I don't have to do it all today.
0: I don't have to do it all today.
1: I can do it one step at a time.
0: I can do it one step at a time
1: I'm a powerful woman
0: I'm a powerful woman
1: who's done so many other things
0: who's done so many other things. I can do this I can do this
1: below your lips I'm a powerful woman
0: I'm a powerful woman.
1: I've done so many other things.
0: I've done so many other things.
1: I can do this.
0: I can do this.
1: I can find a way to make my diet consistent and healthy.
0: I can find a way to make my diet healthy and consistent. I've done so many other things. I've done so many other things. I am powerful. I am powerful.
1: I will do this.
0: I will do this.
1: Take a breath and let it go.
0: Now, Brains, I shared something with you very intimate and very personal because I could have done this with Sri off camera. But I want to let you know that if I'm open to it, you can be open to it too. And I want to ask you some questions about the pace and the places. The question that you had me repeat and validate substantiated what I felt, but it was a reaffirmment. But when you had me to go from, from my karate chop, to the top of my head, to the side of my eye, below my eye, below my nose, below my mouth, it seemed to me as I was going through this process that these were places that I was implanting information and making a breakthrough. Yeah, that I was cutting it off, that I was implanting it in my brain, that I was seeing it with my eye, that I was feeling and smelling it, speaking it and releasing it am i getting this right
1: i think that's a beautiful interpretation of it um, the uh, uh, it's not documented like that in in the EFT training that they do it's it's more each each point is related to a different organ in the body and what whatever emotions are held in that organ is what we are affecting so, um, but I'll, this is the, f- I'll be honest. This is the first time that I've heard it interpreted like that. And I love it.
0: And, and, I love this is it. How, this yes. is how I was, I was feeling, I was taking it in, and each place. And yeah. And I reaffirmed and I asked those questions. It was like, it was impactful. It was like, okay, I am powerful and I can see myself being powerful. Yeah. And I can, yeah. I, can I can, I can smell that, it. I yeah. You know, I, I speak it, you know, I yes. affirm it. So I, you know, I had a different take on it. And so we're going to have to talk even more because I have to learn how to ask the question, yes. reframe the question, but also validate who I am and what my intention is moving forward.
1: Yeah. And, and, and the big thing, and, and for me, it 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 is intuition right i i am not uh, especially right right now it's 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 not just right now but it's always being open to what spirit wants to come through me in 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 order to best help the person i'm in front of um and and so it's not there there isn't a script i don't write a script down it's just what does she need and how, how can I best help her? And and it always comes down to holding the person, allowing for where you are right now, and then slowly saying, you can move from here. It is possible to move from here. Look at everything else that you've done, you know, and and reinforcing the fact that we all have the power to change we don't have to beat ourselves up because we are not able to implement change at the you know at uh, in a, in a flash and each thing has its own time and we just allow it time
0: okay now people will yeah. say okay you know one session two sessions in my opinion you know this is an ongoing practice like a meditation this mm-hmm. is something that i can you know again Go back and do two hours from now. Go back and do two yes. days from now uh, to reinforce what I'm saying until you get it, brains. <laughs> you got to <laughs> do it until you, you get it. But now let's talk about meditation mm-hmm. because meditation is a strong and, and again I'm assuming I'm I'm not you know Hindu I'm not Indian but it is a, deeply enrooted in the culture of the Indian people and it is. Uh, a spiritual awakening it is a quieting of the mind it is um it's a peace but it's also a place for hearing and learning so yeah. many people think that you know oh, okay well i'm gonna meditate and you know I, i'm gonna manifest a new car or you know, a new husband. But no, it's a lot of times because I've had some really deep meditations. one of them, uh, I'm going back and forth with the city here of San Diego, about a traffic circle out here uh, in front of my house. And I've been going at it really, really hard. My meditation told me to just surrender. Yes. Just surrender. And I was like, OK, you don't always have to drive the car. And since I gave it over and surrendered, they sent me an email that we're having a meeting on Tuesday about what I want. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, that it's amazing. It's, it's just amazing. amazing. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. So tell us about magnifying our hearing during med- meditation. So...
1: In order to magnify your hearing, you have to be in a place where you have a real connection. Right. So what I would say the, the the first place you want to get to is to a place where you are deeply connected to God. And I think I'm I may have shared this with you when we first spoke, but I grew up not fully knowing whether i believed in god or not and my mom was an agnostic she was not uh, my grandmother was an absolute believer and she had a really rough life so my mother was like i'm not quite sure my father was very devout and then i lost my mother in a plane crash when i was 19.
0: oh wow
1: and i was still in this space of do I believe or do I not believe? And and in that trauma, I got so tired of debating, is there a God or is there not a God? And I just said, you know, F it, I'm just going to live as if there is a God. And I, I actually remember the place in Bombay where I was when I stood on the footpath and I just said, I'm just going to live as if he's there. And I feel as if from that moment onwards, uh, Krishna, who is my devote is my God has held me right has held me and led me through some of the really, really tough times that everyone goes through. So I even so i had actually you know we talked about my arranged marriage i had actually told my mom that i did not want an arranged marriage right that i that i wanted to, my my brother found his own my older brother found his own bride and i had said i don't want an arranged marriage i want to find my own husband and then um, she died and then i i did not want to put my dad through agony and worry and stuff and and so but at the same time, as I developed a faith, the the faith, it was that I will marry the person I'm supposed to marry, you know, God will lead me to the person I'm supposed to marry, whether I meet him on the street or whether I meet him this way, that my life is now in a certain sense in his hands, right. his, her, you know, and, and that surrender, um, I've carried, it's not always been there, right? Sometimes when you're going through uh, rough times, you, you still question, <laughs> what well, the heck are you well, doing? Well, what the, 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 yeah.
0: the thing is, is and, and I say this too, even as a strong faith person of faith and wisdom and courage, I still question. Yeah. Sort of like, is this really for me or this really happened to me? Are you serious? yes yeah, exactly <laughs> you know, do, do i believe in, in you know, all this hocus pocus alamocus do I? of
1: course yeah you and know, so like, once like
0: science you know you got to yeah. keep asking the question
1: and once you are there once that kind of depth is there in your in your faith then when you sit down to meditate and you ask a question or you ask for guidance you do really make a connection. That you, the way I feel it is I feel my heart open, you know, I feel a lightness, I feel a warmth, I feel, I I actually see, you know, we've got so many gods, but so, so then sometimes they're laughing at me, you know, how many times do we have to tell you this? <laughs> you know
0: what? You know what I see? I see colors. I see color like you and I ask spirit, God, universe, I call it Gus, God, universe, (laughs) spirit, (laughs) to show me, I seek the light Mm -hmm. and I align the light with my chakras. But sometimes, Shreve, I've seen colors that I've never seen before. And it's like when you're watching a brain scan And you see all of these different things. I know at that point. And my hearing, like I said, is magnified. You know, uh, I I can actually hear God speaking to me. And I know that I'm not hallucinating, you know, because I've asked for this. But the key to all of this is do you follow the instruction? Yes, exactly. You know, you can, A, somebody can tell you how to cook pasta. And you say, oh, let me put some you know, ketchup in that. Ketchup doesn't go in that. You know, it's it's just not right. So are you open enough and are you mature enough and responsible because it takes a level of responsibility and accountability. Yes. You can't just do this stuff for shit and giggles. You got to be committed to it. And it's a sacrifice too. And I say that to you because you are a conduit that is helping channel information and help people guide their way what mm-hmm. do you do to cleanse yourself not just working with others but i know in, in the meditation you are getting downloads and information to help others but what do you do for self to make sure that you are clean that you are whole that you are happy and that is not being convoluted with the other things that you're sharing with other individuals
1: no i have i've had a regular practice of of prayer and um, i i tapped I meditate every day. There is there are specific chants that I that I use um, to 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 center myself. Um, uh, that's my primary way of um, of making sure that I'm grounded and I'm centered and I am present. Uh, I I like to journal when when I'm when I sometimes I am not getting answers, I find putting pen to paper, it has to be pen to paper, it can't be uh, computer. Um, that helps me a lot. Um, and sometimes just putting on some music and walking out in nature and just allowing that kind of cleansing and holding to is 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 what's extremely effective.
0: I'm a firm uh, believer of uh, grounding. You know, I went to the beach and I took my shoes off and I felt all just like I felt when we were tapping. I felt yeah. all of the electromagnetic fields of the computer and the cell phone and the stress just kind of drain out of my body and go right into the sand. Yeah. And I felt that tingling in my feet, I bet you for two days. I really felt the drain but also you you know you said chanting us yes. a little bit about the culture of chanting and what is the benefit of chanting so
1: there are um the the mantras so there are different types of chanting so there is chanting that that uh, that are just prayers i'm saying just prayers because they're not they're not um sounds that are put together in order to create a certain effect. They're just prayers, like, you know, hymns that, that, that people chant. So that's one type of chanting. Uh, so the, um, what's it called? The bhajans, like, you know, Krishna, Krishna Das, or, uh, Jay Uttal, or all of those people, uh, a lot of what they, uh, what they chant are called bhajans. Uh, and then there are what are called mantras mantras are specific sanskrit syllables that are put together they they often like the the chant om Namah shivaya is is a chant to to the god shiva but it's supposed to be very powerful the the syllables are uh, when chanted together create an atmosphere change the energy around you and within you so um, it, it, so the and it is also important uh, that, that there are there are some um, mantras that you really need to be taught the the correct pronunciation mm-hmm. because saying them the wrong way can uh, the, the sound has energy right so so, so the so the uh, articulating them correctly is is, is considered extremely important. Um, so let me just I don't know how much more time we have, but I just want to get into this uh, chant, the my experience with with chanting, recent experience with chanting.
0: Well, before you start, you know, what I have yeah. a, a, a challenge with yeah. is own. Yeah. When uh-huh. I do, um I can only do it for so long. It takes everything that you have, I mean, from your chest to your abdomen to your concentration. I can only do it for a little while, so I try to practice that. That's and that's basic. That's ba- yeah, it's um, it, it,
1: it's you know, the they say that if you chant om uh 21 times every day, that that gives you a, a, a lot of it, arranges your energy. So om is made up of three sounds, right? It's ah, ooh, and ma. So R ah starts the starts the vibration just below your navel, and then U is the middle of your body, and Ma is the upper part of your body. So it's it it's meant to create a vibration through the the entire upper torso. Mm. Uh, and um, you do need to take a breath, a deep breath before every every ohm so that you you sustain it. So that's that's probably what what you need to
0: do okay, when well, you I'll, I'll work on that and my tapping. And i tap <laughs> <I'll check> back <laughs> in. All right. So bring us up to yeah. speed with what you're doing with your current chanting. So
1: my current chanting. So th- this period from uh, December seventeenth to March seventeenth is supposed to. It's 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 a particular month, a lunar month called Marguerite, and uh, actually this is the first year I'm doing it so religiously. I, I follow uh, Sadhguru, uh, who you may know, he's he's all over YouTube, he's, he's a Indian mystic, who is uh, doing a lot of work in in the world, you know, he's working on saving the so- on improving soil, he's also got this program called Inner Engineering, which people can do online, and he teaches a certain form of meditation and breathing. But anyway, so his thing is that in the you get up in the morning, you do a, there is a particular uh, a thing called Guru Puja, which is a, a Sanskrit chant. And then after that, for 40 minutes, you chant Om Namah Shivaya. Okay. So for the past uh, several till the beginning of this year, I was chanting it, I, you know, I had headphones on and I was chanting it with him and, and the whole group that that chants it starting the beginning of this year because there was some issue with with the internet i started chanting it by myself i just set the timer for 40 minutes and i started chanting and when i started chanting it was um soft and and then as i began to take deeper breaths and you know, one of the things that came up was all of those little younger versions of me that had been shut up and had been told not to speak. And, you know, it felt like all of those parts were getting their voice back. It it was a weird thing that came up. Hmm. I don't know that it's weird, but, but, and as that became powerful, also, um, images of the children in Palestine, the children in Sudan, the children in Congo, the women in Afghanistan, the children in Afghanistan, all of those people without voices. It seemed as if as my voice grew louder, I was giving voice to them. Wow. And so today in my meditation today, the what I can only call as a download was that you can You can do this, you can give voice to them. Why don't you create an event where you're chanting morning and evening for 11 minutes for the next 33 days? And as as more and more people join the chant, all of these people around the world who are voiceless are beginning to have representation of their voices heard. And uh, so I'm going to set that event up. Uh, I will uh, Put it in your uh, Facebook group as well, in your Facebook page as well. And uh, let's all get together and give voice to the voiceless.
0: Absolutely. From a woman that has raised her voice to resonate around the world. Shreve, you have just been amazing. Thank you so much for, you know, uh, tapping with me, educating me. Uh, culturally as well as metaphysically. I appreciate you and I adore you. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you, how to work with you and get more information.
1: So my uh, business is called Freeing Ourselves. My business page, uh, my website is freeingourselves.com. My Instagram handle is at freedomwithshree. And my Facebook page is also Freeing Ourselves. And I also have my own personal Facebook page, which is Srilita Meleth.
0: Well, Brains, I'm gonna put all of her contact information at the back part of the interview. Um, please leave a comment, ask questions. That's the, you know That's one of the challenges that we have now is that communication has shut down or
1: mm-hmm. it has
0: become so combative that people feel that you have to be on one side or the other. And that's not it. We're all ignorant about something. Ignorant just means not knowing. And the only way that you're going to know is if you ask questions. And the only way that you're going to learn and grow is if you're open enough to receive it and do it. And be consistent. (laughs) Well, <laughs> so thank you so much. Brains go in, love, like, share, and subscribe, please. Love, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, Shri also has a very powerful podcast. I want you to check it out. We're gonna put all that information in the show notes. She's gonna come back and visit me, and then when she does, she's gonna see all this kind of slim down <laughs> and the consistency. I'm telling you, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be smooth like a. Uh, cake batter, okay? It's (laughs) perfect every single time. Thank you so much from my heart to yours.
1: Thank you, April. Really appreciate it. Loved this conversation.
0: Namaste.